Hello and welcome to Table Talk for another night. Hey, I'm super excited for what's coming on tonight. For, for those that don't know who I am, I am Pastor Ants. I'm the senior pastor here at Hamilton Elam along with my amazing wife, Poro. So that's Ants Covers. Looking forward to what we've got on tonight. We've got later on at 8 o'clock, we have Grant Boyles. Grant Boyles heads up our growth track team along with us, his amazing wife, Ali, and they're part of that amazing Ngarawahia team, Elam, out there um, doing their thing. So I'm pretty excited. But before they come on, before Grant comes on and shares the message at 8 o'clock, we have a good friend of mine who hails from uh, a place where I originally was from, and that's South Auckland. So I'm pretty excited to have Monty Valivaka. He's a father. He's a singer-songwriter. Um, he's a worship leader. He's a social worker. In fact, right now he's a working as a social worker in South Auckland. So Monty Valivaka, hello, and welcome to Table Talk. Hello. Yeah, uh, yeah hello. Okay. <laughs> Good to see you, man. How you been? Uh, yeah, I've been um, I've been good. Um, it's been pretty cold today, so yeah, um, locked up uh, locked up the house and uh, yeah, no, I've been good, and it's good to see you, man. Yeah. So um, I tell you, so you've been you've been busy during the lockdown, obviously being a social worker. Um, and so you're still doing your thing. A lot of people are, have been uh, at home with their families. How have you been able to do your work as a as a social worker in South Auckland? Yeah, so uh, we we have to. Well, it's it's been it's been pretty busy. Uh, we we've been using Zoom as a, a port of um, uh, meetings with um, the organisation and um, phone calls phone calls um, to our um, clients or to uh, the, the fathers that I work with. Um, so yeah, and um, Messenger and uh, on Facebook, um, just keeping keeping in touch with our fathers. On yes. Facebook during this so isolation. What do you do? So, what's a program? Um, what kind of? What do you do with these fathers? Yeah, so I I, I facilitate a fathers program. Uh, it's called Fathers for Families. So it's a ten week program, and um, we we basically sit down um, in a group in a group area um, session and um, talk about uh, father father issues, and uh, we address the address things like um, anger. We address we address things like um, drugs and alcohol. Uh, we address violence in the home, but we also address feelings. Um, yeah. One of the hardest things for for a lot of fathers to to actually talk about is, is their feelings. Um, how how they're feeling. How how do they share that with their with their yeah. children? Um, how, how if if they're not in touch with their feelings, how do they expect their children to be in in touch with with theirs? So uh, we talk about uh, a lot of issues, uh, father issues. Uh, we look at trust uh, um, in a relationship because yeah. we know um, that trust is is paramount in a relationship. Yeah, trust is basically the bedrock of any relationship. Um, yeah, from uh, from your mum, from your dad, yeah. your wife to your children, um, to uh, your workmates, to the shopkeeper down the road. Um, yeah, it's, it's every in every relationship, every uh, relationship that you have um, that you converse in. Uh, trust is one of the big, uh, big issues, so right. we address that and we talk about those issues of trust, yeah, and and many others uh, as well. Well, during lockdown, um, there's been a rise of family violence. Um, so tell me, how your your dad's been on on your program? How, how so? How have they been dealing with it? Um, you know what? Uh, some of um, the majority of our fathers are awesome. So um, when it when it came down to uh, this isolation. Um, 
there was a bit of worry that, uh, you know, things may have happened, but they, uh, the fathers that we're dealing with, they're actually quite resilient. So when, when they come onto the program, they're already in that mindset of change. Um, yeah. And so when, when that change, when change happens, um, they start to build resilience and they, um, so when they're in lockdown, um, they have, they, they learned, they, they're learning how to accept each other. Yeah. Um, you're learning how to accept the fact that this is going to happen, and they've they've been rising to the occasion. Um, whereas there there are some fathers out there that are struggling, and I actually called a 0800 number, um, and it's uh, it's 0800 um, Hey Bro. So 0800 Hey Bro was um, Hey Bro, like H-E-Y, Bro, 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 Hey Bro. Yeah. So it's a 24/7. Hey bro, oh eight hundred. Hey bro. So if you're um, if you're a father out there and you're struggling, uh, yeah. there is a eight hundred number there. And um, I went to go, I, I called it up today uh, just to see what they were all about. Um, so um, I've got it written down up here. That's why I'm gazing at the top. And it's got, it's help for men who feel they're going to harm a loved one or a whānau member. Yeah. And um, so I was talking to this guy, and um, he's he's really awesome, and he he just, just lets them talk it out. And he's there as a sounding board, yeah. Um, and um, and he gives um, life experience of what he's been through, and um, real awesome uh, helpline for uh, fathers who are struggling uh, with their own emotions. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because you know, while we're in lockdown, it's kind of like hard. Because I guess you could shoot off, you go to work, and some people can share with their friends or the workmates or wherever. But now they're at home and they can't go to work. And their their issue it could be with their partner or their children whichever, um, and so they haven't got that sounding board, and that's what your program provides, and that's what Hey Hey Bro provides as a sounding board. So how does a sounding board help someone? Yeah, so um, when when they come into the program, um, they they they're contributing to the conversation. So uh, a lot of a lot of men uh, when they come into the program. Um, they, they, they think they're going to just get a, um, a lot of information thrown at them and then telling them to go home and um, and then just do what you've, you've been taught. But this program here is really, um, it gives them a voice. And and when they start to hear their voice and have yeah. um, a contribute to the conversation, um, it really opens them up and go, man, I didn't really um, know that I had that answer in me. Like yeah. the solution that they come up with um within the group is just massive and you have guys yeah. that are that have lived um a full life experience um that have um been through the ringer and um and they come out and they go you know this is how i dealt with it and there are guys uh sitting on the edge of their seat and they're going tell me more because i want to i want to do what you're doing so they learn a lot from each other and there's a um there's a whakatoki uh that says um uh, no te rero, ngaku te rero. Um, that means um, my basket and your basket um, you know my knowledge shared and your knowledge shared we can grow together yeah. we can feed each other off um, when it comes to that you know and these uh, the group really does um, encourage men to to have a voice in the solution in their own life and um, if I was to share uh, one session and it's the session that makes me, uh, it's, it's the most uncomfortable session that I, that I have to facilitate. And yeah. it's um, sexuality. So we talk about sexuality um, 
And um, so it starts off with, uh, you have a lot of laughs uh, um, on it and because there's it's just so uncomfortable. But um, men start uh, to talk about their, you know, oh, yeah, I've, I've had this much of that much. And, you know, and they, they, they beat their chest and they go, Argh. and um, so we have, have laughs with that. There's a bit of seriousness. In it. And then I come down to the, to the last question and is, how would you like your, your daughter? or your son to learn about sexuality. And um, no word of a lie, uh, the room's quiet. And uh, and I've had it um, done to me a, a, a few times where a father has um, lifted his head up and he said, Monty, if there are fathers out there like us, then my daughter's not safe. Then all of a sudden he's aware that, man. Yeah, like, it's awareness. Um, yeah, it's awareness and yeah. um, it's just amazing. Um, and and mm. the answers the answers that you get from these fathers are just beautiful, bro. They're wow. so beautiful. Like um, they have some really awesome um, solutions to to a problem that they're facing as fathers, and they're coming in coming into a, a room with men that are facing the same uh, same problems, and then say, "How do we deal with it?" Um, all of a sudden, there's, there's a father that goes, "You know, my dad used to do this, and yeah. that really helped." And so the, the conversation um, that they have is just massive. Uh, it's yeah. really, really awesome conversations. And they, they spur each other on. Not only that, um, they, they literally challenge each other as well, um, where I, I don't have to do that to, to challenge them. <laughs> um, they, they, they actually um, have, um, because the trust is built within the group, yeah. they feel that, man, actually um, what you're doing is actually wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they, uh, the ability for our fathers to challenge each other, um, encourages, uh, it makes um, holds them accountable, I guess, when it mm. comes to um, saying, you know, that's wrong, and then a brother will, or father will say, no, you're absolutely right. Um, so where do we go from here? And then the yeah. solutions just come out, and uh, yeah. So that's that's the, that's a ten week session. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, feelings. We look at identity. Yeah. Um, you know how how well do we carry our name? Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a massive one. Like, um, is it, am I the same Monty um, in the community? Am I yeah. the same Monty um, in Kapahaka? Am I the same Monty in church? And yeah. if all these um, all these people come together and talk about this Monty, mm. they're not going to be going. Uh, you know, that's not <laughs> the, Monty the same guy. Name. Yeah. All these different masks, all these different yeah, masks that yeah, we so, have. Uh, I, I, how well do we carry our name? Yeah. Um, and and then some guys will say, you know what? Um, when people talk about my family, they cringe. They go, oh man, you know, uh, be careful of those, those their family. You get that all the time. You know, yeah. you can't you can't escape it in, in, in society. Uh, when people talk about another family, which like I carry, they they would say. Be careful of their family, or they talk about a, a, a father, and they go, "Man, he was an awesome man." You know, I, I really, I really loved how he carried himself. Mm. I really loved how he cared for his uh, for his family, how he loved his children. You know, how well do we carry our name? Yeah. And, um, and there are guys that come into our program, uh, and they realize, "Man, I need to carry my name better." Yeah. Um, or for the sake of my children, um, how well are they carrying their name, and how uh, are they are they proud of their name? Are they proud of um, what they carry? Uh, so we look. We talk about identity and that. Um, yeah. So it's it's uh, 
it's awesome. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So um, if somebody's out there and they're not part of a program, um, and so it's really important to get connected. If you're struggling, you're struggling with any with feelings of anger, you don't know what to do. Don't keep it quiet. Pick up the phone and dial at least dial oh eight hundred. Hey bro, because you need somebody. Because we're better together. If if you're yeah. lucky enough to get on Monty's program or um, some of the other programs that are out there. But the thing is, don't do the, do this alone. Uh, would you agree with me there, Monty? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, one of the one of the things, and it may sound cliche all the time, um, you know, um, you know, talk talk about it, talk to somebody, yeah. you know, um, don't be ashamed of of um, what you're going through, and just and just have a conversation. And there's a proverb um, that I heard today, and I think it fits well within within this, and it's proverb fifteen twenty two, where it says, um, uh, "Plans fail uh, for lack of uh, counsel." Yeah, but with many advisors, they succeed. That's and, great. Um, so it, it says basically the same. Um, don't don't isolate yourself. Yeah, you know, um, seek advice, seek seek help, um, seek um, wise counsel. Yeah, so um, I think that that fits in well. Proverbs fifteen twenty two. Yeah. Hey, Amen. Such a great encouragement, and yeah, please get connected after you if you're watching this. You don't do life alone. We're better together. Well, hey, Monty, I also want to share about like um, uh, maybe because you're a singer-songwriter. And when I first met you, man, you just just blew me away with, with your singing. And I tried to sing. I, I, blew, I blew everybody else away too. In fact, they just left. Um, so um, could you, I would love for you to share with us uh, one of the first songs that you wrote, like when you became a Christian. How, how old were you? How did it happen? And how did you start writing? Well, you know what, I, um, I I grew up going to church. I, I grew up um, going to church. I went to a PIC church, and um, uh, I, I, could, I I was waiting for the day for uh, for uh, me to build up the courage to say no. I don't want to go to church anymore. <laughs> um, so a PIC, um, just for those that don't know, PIC is the Pacific Island Presbyterian Church. <laughs> PIC represent. Yeah, so I, I grew up going to church, and um, I, I stopped going. And cut a long story short, I went to a tent campaign, and there was a um, preacher by the name of Mad Dog Mumford. Uh, Mad, Mad Dog, Dog Mumford, he had a massive beard. He um, drove in, he drove on the stage with a Harley, uh, Harley Davidson, and he had tattoos all over him. Um, to this day, um, he still he still carries across uh, across Australia. And they wow. preaches the good news. Um, was yeah. this in Otara? No, this was in Mangere. Mangere uh, represent two seven five. This was in Mangere, so he still carries his cross. And um, uh, it was Bill Sabrisky and Mad Dog Mumford. Yeah, um, wow. Its, um, Bill, Sab- Bill Sabrisky and Mad Dog. What a combination! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, he the um, he talked about. Um, Love, joy, and peace. Yeah, and um, you know Jesus loves you, and he wants he wants to care for you. And uh, I I I drew myself into that, and I I, I says no, I, I try to fight it actually because uh, I said I already go to church. I don't I don't need to do this. Yeah, and then um, I said to my brother Icky, I says hey, um, I want to uh, go up there and receive Jesus uh, as my Lord and Savior. And he goes, well, that's uh, that's something that you need to step into. It's not my decision. So I, I did. And um, at the age of 15, I uh, I decided to say, Lord, you know, um, yeah. 
I'm going to do I'm going to do my best to uh, to follow you and I thank you Lord for your grace and your mercy um, and that, and it was there uh, that I um, wrote my first song and um, yeah. yeah so would you like to yeah I'd love to hear, hear your first song and this is the first song I heard you sing as well at the age of 15 amazing song I might sing harmony want me to sing harmony when you sing yeah that'll be awesome <laughs> he'll be signing off right now <laughs> refresh refresh <laughs> yeah so this this is a song that i um that, that i wrote at, at 15 um and it's called walking towards my goal um jesus at the end and he walked into my heart and soul um, so it's him Walking towards my door, Jesus at the end, he walked into my heart and soul. Jesus at the end, at the end, the streets are paved with gold. At the end, the hand of Jesus I will hold. At the end, I will cry a joyful cry. At the end, Jesus by my side. Past the news proclaim around the land. Jesus at the end, focus your eyes on the world he planned. Jesus at the end, at the end. The streets are paved with gold. At the end, the hand of Jesus I will hold. At the end, I will cry a joyful cry. At the end, Jesus by my side. At the end, Jesus by my side. Ah, oh, beautiful song. Still, almost had a little bit of a tear. Porter was here. She'll be doing harmonies and and along with your amazing wife Connie. Hey man, oh, that was awesome. It. So, um, myself, we we met um at when we were about eighteen. Um, so in in a little church called Only Hunger Gateway Apostolic, OGA, and at nineteen we were thrust into running a youth group, and we kind of called it what, what we called it DJs. Um, we yeah, stood for disciples of Jesus. We were going to call it disciples of God, but we realized that the the initials spelt something else, so we didn't call it disciples <laughs> of God. We just called it DJs. You know, you just work it out. And I, and I remember our fir- very first day as me and you and with another uh, couple of others in uh, this youth group, and we had all these kids in the van. We we're only 19 years of age, and I remember us thinking we went around the side of the corner. We we're like. So what do we do now? And they, oh, we should pray. So we all come around the corner and go, okay, let's pray. You know, those are the early days um, way back then. And so a big shout out to all our OGA brothers and sisters out there in South Auckland and in uh, on DJs. Uh, some of the, our, our fondest memories growing up, learning, growing together. It was amazing because we're from different hoods. I'm from, I was from Angere. You're from Otara or Otara for those who, don't, who need that to be translated. Uh, and from Rewa. Only hunger right through at Oduhu. What an amazing time, and we had a lot of fun. A lot of these young people, um, and we also ran um, life groups. Uh, we called them cell groups back then. Today, in our church, we call them connect groups. 
And so we had all these names. We had like Holy Ones of Purpose. We had um, Holy Ones of Purpose was Hoop. We had Swam, which was Soldiers with a Mission. And what was the other one? Um, Total Conversion. Total Conversion. Total. Con we had all these names. And so we had all these connect groups. Cause it's very, and this, it's really important to it's, to be connected. And so you wrote a song and you put all the connect groups' names in it which was quite amazing. So I was wondering if you could sing us that connect group song. So this is a song to encourage you to get part of a connect group, whether it's online connect group, uh, and get connected today. So here's a song, a connect group song, written by Monty. And I'm pretty sure I might have gave you some ideas when you're writing that song. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this, this song was actually written by uh, a couple of us in, in youth. Yeah. Uh, so we've got the likes of Moore, uh, Kiki, Tama, um, and Eddie, um, yeah, so, well, okay. uh, hopefully I can remember it. Go full, sing a full throttle. <laughs> oh, life's journey, many faces I see them. Captured memories all around. I see clearly what the Lord wants for me. I know something inside me cries. I will seek your face, Lord. Help me to find your perfect grace, Lord. Now is the time. To hold my faithful, your hands is mine. Now I walk the narrow, gone are the ways that made me sorrow. Looking back, you'll be right there, saying I'm committed if you fall. Now I see the God of glory. Salvation made the day totally converted to the true connection of this world. Only one to break is that we're sorted with a mission. I will seek your face, Lord. Help me to find your perfect grace, Lord. Now is the time to hold my faith, Lord. Your hands are mine. Wow, that was our connect group song. I don't know if you heard all the songs, Soldiers of Missions, Totally Converted. I'll tell you what, it was uh, that's how we rolled. And that was a youth group spread from, from Onehunga, Mangere, Otara, Manirewa, Oruhu, right through South Auckland. So it was uh, all these uh, little connect groups out there. Um, that was an amazing song. Um, so uh, we we were we were part of a worship team, and some people probably find this hard to um, know this, but I used to play bass, right? I was the bass player in our little band, a worship team, and um, until we got a better better uh, bass player, Henry, if you're out there, Paul, <laughs> he came and replaced me, and uh, and the team went on. Uh, but there is also where you also met your wife, Connie. So tell us about your family. Yeah, so uh, we have uh, four children. Uh, yeah. We've been married for uh, 17 years. Um, 
going on going on 18 um going on 18 this month yeah um, yeah so our anniversary lands on the 25th of this month um yeah so uh four four uh four children uh two girls uh, and two boys yeah awesome well, hey, normally we do like a bit of trivia, but I'm actually going to, we're going to scrap the trivia because I just want to ask you a few more questions. Um, so, uh, so, well, let's just get into, get into this. Um, so, so you and your family, but you quite often your family gets bigger. You're a bit of um, whangai children from time to time. How many children do you actually keep going? Like, I mean, you, you've been looking after uh, through the, through these years. Oh, okay. Um, so, um, the nieces uh, and nephews, uh, we were looking after them for for a while, um, and then yeah, it was there was like uh, eight eight children all up, um, part of the family. Yeah, so um, yeah, you know, oh, if I if I could say, um, there there are a lot of awesome a lot of awesome parents out there. Uh, that could really um, do a really great job as a, as a foster parent, and I and, and I always encourage um, families out there that um, if you're looking at uh, becoming a foster parent, uh, really really look hard into it because uh, there are uh, f- uh, children out there that are needing good good families yeah. to uh, to look after them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I was just also, uh, years ago, um, obviously, we are youth leaders together. Um, we kind of like learnt, made a lot of mistakes and and along the way. But there was a time in my life where I kind of fell out of church. Um, in fact, I had a big, big fall due to the dumb decisions we make. You know, wasn't the devil made me do it or whatever. It's just a dumb decision we make and we kind of blame the devil, but it's our dumb decisions. And so I went for a bit of hard time in my life about 17, 16 years ago. Uh, and Monty, you were one of the very few people who reached out to me and you encouraged me and you kept visiting me. Even when we moved to Hamilton, had no friends, you'll come down, you, you and Connie and the family will keep coming down, encourage us. We got connected to Elam, and here we are 16 years later. So a big thank you from me and Puro to you, Monty, and you, Connie, for your encouragement because, you know, you, uh, you guys are a big part of our lives, and which is and here we are today, senior pastors of Hamilton Elam Church, when it could have been the most destructive time of our life in the being one of the most um, prosperous and blessings that God has used. Um, you you um, wrote a song um, also, um, it was a song with no name. Uh, what's the song oh, called again? Do we kind of call um, it the cross? Yeah, the cross. Uh, you yeah. want me to sing it? Yeah, sing the song. I'll be. Uh, I know we're, we're going to be. Uh, that'll be our last song. Sing the song here. This has been a re- real huge encouragement um, to myself, especially like when I f- when I fell off track. And I really want to encourage you. If you're watching this and you followed God or for whatever reason, you fell out of tr- off track. God still loves you. Here's a plan for your life that is good. So here's a song that has encouraged me. It's kind of the song that has no name. We nickname it The Cross. Uh, Yeah, The Cross. Blood and water flows from the man. Now printed scars on his hand. He was making love for our time. 
He took the pain that was mine. Now I'm singing, Jesus, you may be the greatest love a man can ever be. Jesus, you may be the greatest love. A man can ever be a bloodstained cross on a hill. Two nights had passed, the day was through. And on the third day, he rolled the stone away. Now singing, Jesus. You may see the greatest love a man can ever be. Jesus, you may see the greatest love a man can ever be. He truly is the Son of God. He showed us real love. He made up for our time. He took the pain that was mine. Now sing Jesus, you may see the greatest love a man can ever be. Jesus, you may see the greatest love a man can ever be. Oh, awesome, Monty. No, no, another one of those songs you wrote when you're 15. Still ripping it today. Hey, Monty, we've, uh, we've, uh, thank you so much. We've loved having you on Table Talk. Big thank you to you and Connie from me and Poro and your children. Thank you, Connie, for leading Monty um, away for this moment. So uh, I, I bless you guys. And next time we're in Auckland, we'll, we'll come and bring some Kai for Christians. Big bucket full of KFC to share, to break bread. And enjoy together. God bless. Thank you again, Monty. Love you, man. See you next time. Love you, bro. Fantastic. I'll tell you what, um, normally we we have a trivia, but I just thought, you know, let's just go a bit longer. And let's just, um, I just felt like God was saying something there. And there was, uh, in fact, in saying that, uh, I'm really excited for Grant Boyles, who's going to bring bring the message. And I think I kind of felt like this was setting up what God wanted to say through Grant Boyle's message. Grant Boyle's and Ali, they head up our our growth track at Hamilton Elam Church, and they also serve as leaders at the Aungaro Wahia Elam campus. So we're going to pass it over to Grant Boyle's. He's going to bring us the message tonight for Table Talk. Thank you, Grant. Over to you, Grant. How's it going, Grant? Thanks, Ant. Hi, everybody. Uh, it's going to be really interesting for me. I'm, I'm not normally used to doing a Zoom without seeing everybody, so... Uh, I love the audience participation. Put up your hands, tell me what you're thinking, those sort of things. I like to move around a lot, so I'm going to sit as rigid as I can in my seat. My wife's going to laugh at my jokes like she always does. Not. 
And um, hopefully I can give you the message that God's laid on my heart and I think he wants you to hear. So with that in mind, my message for you tonight is called Fake News or the Good News. So um, uh, what I'd like to do best is uh, first of all, we'll just start in prayer. So Holy Spirit, I just ask you for you to provide me with the words to use and the audience for the ears to hear. I ask this in Jesus' mighty name. So the first thing I want to do is start with the scripture because um, one of the things that I like to do when I'm listening to people is I like to hear their messages backed up with scripture, the word of the Lord. So I'll start with the King James Version for Willie Dornan, uh, our pastor out here at, um, or one of the pastors out here at uh, Narawahia. So from Isaiah 55:11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. So I've got three points really for you tonight. And um, as I said, my title is Fake News or the Good News. So we'll start with the fake news. So this is, I believe, we're going to talk about some things that um, might be contra contrary to, to popular belief, but fake news, in my, my opinion, is what the devil wants you to believe. Now, as we know from scripture, Satan comes to kill, to steal and destroy. He's the father of lies, fear and panic. Um, you only got to turn on the news at the moment and see fear and panic. So that's not the good news. To me, that's the fake news. Jesus said he is a liar and the truth is not in him. He's also referred to as the enemy. So if Satan's lips are moving, he's lying. It didn't always start out that way, though. He was... He was an archangel. He was um, in a very high seat in power, and he had a lot of um, a lot of opportunity. He chose to make a decision, and because of that, he got cast down. So he has dominion over the air, and he's creating widespread fear with that. Now, um, throughout history and all time, there's been adversity, there's been events, there's been challenges for the people in this earth. Pastor PJ, just last week, she said, there is a time for every season and purpose under heaven. And that is true. So this is a season and this too shall pass. I've got to remind myself because you're not an audience giving me feedback at the moment that I can see anyway. Um, yeah, just to uh, look at you as if you were there in the audience because I love that uh, eye to eye contact. And so, yeah, just remember, this too shall pass. So as we know, um, it all started back there where I talked about um, the falling from falling from heaven. And then it started um, in the garden. However, in the garden, there was two voices speaking to Adam and Eve. So um, we know that one of the voices was good and one of those was evil. Now, I'm a fan. I love a fan of action movies. So typically in every action movie, there's the good versus the evil. I don't think I've seen an action film yet or a good versus evil where evil has won. And it's the same true to be said from our good book. So we read the end and it says we have won. So with the flood um, came a devastation across the earth. And that was because um, people just weren't listening to God. They weren't looking after God. And um, he said, this is the last time I'm going to do that. So we know there's never going to be a flood that's going to um, eradicate all the population. 
uh, and to, to um, that extent, he put a, a rainbow. He created the rainbow and said, that's my promise. Whenever you see that rainbow, you know that there will no longer be another flood. So we know that we're going to have troubles. Um, there's, there's no mention that I've seen where Jesus says this is going to be easy. Scripture actually says the road is wide and the gate is narrow. So um, <laughs> there's many of places where we know that um, God's warning us and he's telling us that it's not going to be easy. But there's things like David in the 23rd Psalm. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. But he, had, he says, I'll walk through the valley, valley of the shadow of death. The Lord's Prayer, keep me from the evil one. Why would Jesus say that in the Lord's Prayer if we didn't need to be kept from the evil one? Okay, we should have peace, not fear. Now, as you know, there's um, rampant fear at the moment and there is not peace. But hey, look, I'm here to tell you the second part of my message or the second point I want to make is that there is the good news. And the good news is his promises. So Jeremiah says we must preach the truth. So then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. That's out of John 8.32. Um, hey, look, if there's a commandment that I know I've broken and that is thou shalt not lie. And that's where we're not telling the truth. So it could be as simple as saying, hey, look, I might tell my wife I'm going to be home in five minutes when actually there's no reality that that's going to happen at all. So that's a lie. But hey, look, there's a, a number of other things that we're told not to do and are so easy to do and so easy to trip up on. I've tripped up on many of those things and I am by no means perfect in any way, shape or form. But the Bible says none of us are perfect. We've all fallen short. So that's what I love about it. It puts me on an, evil, an even peg with um, uh, those good men, those mentors that I have been uh, able to be taught by and mentored by because they typically have a similar story where things haven't always gone right. Things haven't always gone well. They haven't always made good and wise decisions. And I'll be the first to stick up my hand and say, that is me. That is me. But hey, look, we are to um, practice the truth. Scripture also tells us that, but, but whoever practices truth and does what is right, morally, ethically, spiritually, comes to the light so that his works may plainly be shown for what they are, accomplished in God, divinely prompted, done with God's help, independence on him. And that's from John 3.21, and that's out of the Amplified Version. So there's a few more words in there. Um, I like to do a little bit of Amplified when I talk and just add in words and things, but it says not to uh, add to the scriptures. So we just got to proclaim the promises of God and we should do that daily. So God promises the, from the good news so many things. So we can, um, one thing we do as a family, now my, I have my wife that lives with me in the lockdown, we've got our granddaughter who lives with us as well. And so it's been an awesome time to spend the time together, we've been able most days to get out and have a walk with our dog. And one of the things that we do on our walk around the streets is we proclaim the promises of God. So we'll go through um, different declarations and things, starting by standing on the word. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, he replied three times, it is written, it is written, it is written. Satan tempted him immediately after he'd 
done his 40 days of fasting. So scripture says it is written. So if it's written in scripture, we should proclaim it. We should declare it. We should decree it because it's the truth. A declaration or a decree is an authoritative order backed by the law. So our decree prophetically is an authoritative order backed by the word of God. When it's backed by the word of God, it must come to pass. It has to. It has to happen because God already declared it so. So we proclaim things such as um, we have his blood that was shed on, us, on the cross. So it was finished. He said, it is finished. I mean, the cross is the most amazing thing we can come back to because that's where he bled and died for every sin, for every sickness that we have. But as I say, he said, it was finished. There's nothing more I can do. There's nothing more I can say. There's nothing I need to do, uh, but it's all by the blood. So nothing but the blood. We overcome Satan when we testify personally to what the word of God says the blood of Jesus does for us. Through the blood of Jesus, we are redeemed out of the hand of the devil. Through the blood of Jesus, all my sins are forgiven. Through the blood of Jesus, I'm continually being cleansed from all sin. All sin, past, present, and future. Through the blood of Jesus, I'm sanctified. So I'm made holy and set apart to God. And I'm made righteous, just as if I'd never sinned. Okay? So through the blood of Jesus, I have boldness to enter into the presence of God. Wow. Before Jesus came, they had to do all of the preparation. Only the holiest of holies could go um, there, the priests. And they had to do all of the sacrificial um the sacrifices before they could even enter into that place. But hey, I've got the boldness to enter into the presence of God and God, the blood of Jesus cries out continually to God in heaven on my behalf. God gave us dominion over all the power of the enemy. We've got victory. As I said, in the end of the book, we've won. So the devil has no place in me. He's got no power over me. He's got no unsettled claims against me. All has been settled by that blood of Jesus, the precious blood of Jesus. So I overcome Satan by the blood of the lamb and by the word of my testimony. And I do not love my life to the death. My body's for the Lord and the Lord is for my body. Every sickness and disease has been sorted. It was finished when he had his blood shed on the cross. So with that in mind, I have often to ask myself the question, what can I do to help someone else? Knowing that, what is it that I can do? Man, and the biggest thing I can ask of God is that to just pray and ask for my family, my friends, my work colleagues, that they would come to know God the way that I do, to have that relationship with Jesus like I do. I don't know of any other relationship or um, relationship that exists with a um, an, another form of religion where we can have God speaking to us. We can have that intimate relationship, and I'll talk a little bit about that later. But um, again, if we're speaking these daily proclamations and giving thanks, I mean, how, how much can we give thanks for even in this calamity that we're going through at the moment? We've got um, just the, the smile that we can share if we happen to be the dedicated member of the family that goes out to the supermarket to do the shopping. And I have the privilege of being able to smile at people when there's fear when there's panic when there's reservations um but these people some of them don't know what they don't know so it's it's part of my role to be the the face of god 
and it's and scripture says we are to be the face of God. So one of the things that we can do again is give thanksgiving and praise. It's the most important things we can do to it's it's one of our weapons, proclamation, thanksgiving, and praise. So uh, my granddaughter's nine and she will know these off off the top of her head. So we can say them, we don't need to carry them. Um, we carry them on our hearts and we can speak them out aloud, proclaim them that we're standing firm. We're clothing ourselves and our family with the precious armor of God. We're putting on the belt of truth, bless the breastplate of righteousness, shoes of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. Look, I'm preaching to the converted here because there's a number of Christians that will be listening to this and they'll know these things. But if we don't know, knowing them and not taking the action is is uh, not knowing so if we know these things we need to speak them out daily um, and it's one thing that I'm excited about the fact that we do do this on a daily basis and it just it's a protection it's a covering for our family um, it's certainly served us very well through times of um, through those valleys of the shadow of death because we know that um, the sword of the spirit which is the word of God it'll cast down every imagination or high thing that would exalt itself against the knowledge of God. So I can, I can have thoughts just like everyone else on this um, can have thoughts. And those are not good thoughts. When those are not good thoughts, I can say, Lord, help me bring every thought back into obedience. Christ, I will think, and I can catch myself often where I'm thinking, it could be where I'm driving and the person cuts me off and I'm, wanting to call that person something I shouldn't and then I can say hey I've got to love that person Jesus calls me to love that person so um, yeah I've got to just call on our mightiest weapons which is proclamation thanksgiving and praise the other thing that we can do is um, because of Jesus shedding his blood is take the daily communion and that's something that we do here um, we will just take a grape juice and might be a cracker. It could be some bread or it could be a rice cracker, something like that. And we'll just break that and we'll go through um, thanksgiving and praise for the Lord, his, his broken body that is for our healing and our family's healing. I mean, that was just amazing in itself. He loved us um, first because he, he knew coming here that he was going to take all of the sins of the world on at the cross wow and and just me um that's that's a revelation that you can have time and time again just thinking wow he loved me that much he stretched out his arms and he died for me so yeah um really powerful and um again that's something that in when, when you consider that every sickness and every disease can be just washed away in the blood of or by the blood of Jesus um, because of the stripes, by the beatings he bore, by the lashes which fell on his back. We're completely healed. And we believe and we receive and we take that bread. The other thing then we do is we with the with the cup is um, we thank Jesus for the new covenant that is cut in our in your blood. Your blood has bought me forgiveness and washed me from every sin, as I said before, past, present, and um, future. So um, we can celebrate, we can partake in the inheritance of the righteous, which is preservation, healing, wholeness, and prosperity. And we thank Jesus or Yeshua because he loved us first. He loved us first. So the third and um, final part of my message is that 
everybody at the moment, I think, is looking for the answer. And Jesus gave us it. He gave us the answer. He gave us the cure. It's the Holy Spirit and it's the comforter. It's a free gift. He gave it to us all. It's free to all. It's available to you. Yes, it's available to you. Um, it's only offered by his grace. It cannot be earned through works or deeds. Pretty much all we must do is this. All we must do. And, and Jesus said the two commandments of Jesus in Matthew 22, 37 to 39. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind and soul and love your neighbor as yourself. One of the things that this has been a blessing for is we have uh, built up um, better relationships with our neighbors because everybody's in close proximity. You meet them in the driveway, you meet them in the street. There's certain things that have been happening around the neighborhood that has involved the neighbors. And um, yeah, we're just blessed to have some really cool neighbors in our street. So yeah, yeah, revs up for Tapaya Place in Narawaya. And um, just remember that he is, he's Lord Jesus Christ. He's God Almighty, he's our Father, he's Lord of Lords, King of Kings, Prince of Peace. He's Jehovah, he's Yeshua, he's Yahweh, he's Emmanuel, he's wonderful and he's counselor. We can ask him anything that we like and he will hear us. Um, I say again, God speaks. Um, and that is part of through the Holy Spirit, part of through in the beginning. If we, I don't think there's too many of us that have never heard the book of Genesis where God created all things and God spoke all things into existence back in Genesis. He spoke. So we must tune our ears to hear God. He still speaks to us today. Um, I, I can categorically say that he has spoken to me. And he's spoken to me with an audible voice. He's spoken to me through circumstances, through counsel, through other people, those sort of things. But one of the things that I think will really be timely, and um, he spoke this to me, and he said, be still and know that I am God. Be still. Now, I'm a person that moves around a lot. I'm a person that um, uh, wants to do things on my own. And... Um, by my own merits and that doesn't always work and often I fall flat on my face and I need to think again and God reminds me that I need to be still and know that he's God he's got everything in control and the other thing that God has spoken to me he said and again it's from scripture you can get spoken to from the word of God that's the place where most people would hear from God and he said um, in Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on your own understanding. Now, I've shared this many times with people because my own understanding is all that I have. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord because the, the Bible says so. That's, that's not easy for me to do. But the Bible says, and God told me that I am to trust in him with all my heart. Lean not on my understanding. Forget everything that I know. Um, and in all my ways, acknowledge him and he will direct my paths. So it's, it's um, really important for me to, as I say, confess with my mouth that he is Lord. Uh, I make mistakes and um, I will continue to make mistakes. God's there to not only mop up the mess, he's there to put the bleach and through his blood, wipe the slate clean. It's all gone. It's all forgotten. 
Um, there's nothing that I can do to make him love me anymore. There's nothing I can do to make him love me any less. He is who he is from the uh, beginning to the end, the Alpha and the Omega. So again, just um, and not a conclusive list, but 10 ways that God can speak to me. As, as I said, through circumstances, um, we're all going through this circumstance together. So it's probably quite a unique time in history where the bulk of the world is in lockdown. Uh, they're working from home. They're in unique little bubbles. So probably one of the best times ever to hear from God, one of the best times ever to hear from God. So if you're one of those people that haven't got that relationship with God, that's I, I just hope he's speaking to you through this message. Through counsel, through wise counsel, um, Anson Monty talked about um, wisdom and youth and that they were youth and, and wisdom. So that's that's a great way to get it. Another way is through peace. God will give you the peace on your heart. And that's one way that he will tell you that he is speaking to me. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body we're called to peace. Philippians um, 4, 7 says, and that peace will keep our hearts and minds secure. Okay, so there's um, through people. I mentioned that before. Dreams and visions. Um, we'll have dreams and visions, and that can be from God. We'll have thoughts. God can actually speak through our thoughts. It can be through a natural manifestation where God speaks to us. And by that, I mean um, God can speak through um, things around us. Uh, Romans 1 says, what may be known of God is seen in nature. And I remember I used to be a skier. So up the top of Whakapapa or Tura, I would look out and I would see the amazing creation of God and just be blown away thinking, how can someone else be up here skiing with me, looking at what I see and not believe in God? Then there's a supernatural manifestation. Now, one of our, our mentors and teachers we love is um, Sid Roth. And it's supernatural. And he talks about the supernatural being natural every day. Um, but God spoke through a burning bush. He, he spoke through a fleece. Um, he spoke through a donkey, which proves he can speak through us. So um, through the Bible, as I said, a uh, great way to find out what God's wanting you to know. And as it says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Um, for me, I'm not the greatest reader. But I love hearing someone else speaking the word. Um, my wife is an avid reader. She'll read book after book, and it can be that thick. And she'll go through it in a week or a uh, weekend sometimes. But um, I'm not the reader. I'm the listener. So every day on my way to work, I'll listen to podcasts and listen to messages. Uh, quite often listen to messages as I'm going to sleep. And so that's just one great way for me. I'm hearing the voice of God. I'm hearing the word of uh, the Lord through spoken. I'm hearing it. Then, as I said before, action is not about, um, or knowledge is not about knowing. Knowledge is about doing. So, hey, look, um, uh, the voice, the voice of God, as I said, God can speak through his voice. He hasn't stopped doing that right through from the beginning of the Bible through to the end. Um, he's He's spoken to virtually every character in the Bible in some way, shape, or form. So why wouldn't he speak to you? You've just got to have be still and no ears to be still and know that he's wanting to talk to you. He's wanting to connect with you. And that's one of the reasons why we're having these table talk sessions is there's so many people that um, are 
locked in to their home at the moment and the only way that they can hear is via the internet. Not everyone has the internet, but hey, look, we're privileged and we're blessed. Not only to be a blessing, but blessed to have technology. Um, we're blessed to be in a beautiful home, have food. And I know there's people out there struggling for food. I've been in that place and I know that God has provided. He's provided for our every need. He says he'll provide for our every need. And that is exactly what he's done. So I can vouch for that as well. So, um, yeah, Jesus will come through. When he comes, he'll speak to you. Sometimes it'll just be a still, small voice. So I come back to that scripture that God gave me, and that is be still and know that I am God. He's not going to talk to me when I'm busy trying to tell him everything. So sometimes I've just got to be quiet. And as my wife's sitting here beside me, we'll know that it's very hard for me to do. So I've um, pretty much given you the message that God has given me today, and that is fake news or the good news. I'd like to know that you've got some of the good news tonight. And um, I just really feel blessed to be a blessing and be able to stick up my hand or be able to say yes when God's called me at a time such as this to um, do this because I know there's plenty of people that would think I'm not called to do this and I, I would be one of those. But, hey, look, he's called me to do this. He's prepared me. I know he's going to equip me. And I know that there's someone that this is going to touch. So, um, yeah, I'm just blessed because of that. Thank you. Thanks. Blessing. Fake news. Thanks so much. Um, this is First Wednesday. And what's a tradition in our church during First Wednesday is we have communion. So um, while you... Well, if you'd like to join us with communion, go grab yourself some of the drink. And um, Brett, I've got myself a nice big bun. I'll just dunk it in. But here's the thing about communion. And I love what Grant shared about fake news. Fake news. Fake news is this, is that you're not good enough. Fake news is that um, that you're not a good father. You're not a good mother. Fake news is that you can't provide for anybody. Fake news is that you can't get to be in a meaningful relationship. Fake news is you're not part of the right family. Fake news is you're not a good enough Christian. That's fake news. But this is the truth, that God loves you. He loves you so much that he binded himself in flesh and he came in the fullness of Jesus Christ. And on the cross, he died for your sins. So that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's the truth. That he loves you. That you are good enough. You are worthy. And for a communion message, I really want to share this is verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 27. And, and sometimes people take this out of context. It's because this is talking about communion. And this is what it says. It says, so anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. Now, when I first became a Christian, um, I was told, oh, because of this verse, if I'm not good enough, I can't have this. And so when this comes, I'll just pass it along. But what this verse, when we look in the context of the whole chapter of the 11, chapter 11 of um, 1 Corinthians, Paul is addressing the, the Corinthians and the way they were doing their love feast. Because they used to call them a love feast. Hey, would you like to come to our house for a love feast? <laughs> and so that's what these were called, love feast. 
But what was happening in the church of Corinth was that you had the you had some that got the big they bought food just for themselves and they're stuffing their face, they're all drinking, and they were getting drunk in church. And there were other people who were coming who didn't have much or had nothing. And they would sit there and watch these guys eat all this food and drink it in the name of the Lord. And Paul's saying, hey, it's not about the haves and have-nots. That we are all one in Christ Jesus. Come on, if you're doing this, if you're doing this and you've got someone in, in your church that needs, that needs a helping up, or somebody who's going hungry, and you've got all this food and you're not reaching out in love, hey, the, the best way for you to show devotion to God is by what you do for other people. And so Paul said, hey, if you do this unworthy way, it's, this is not what love is. Real love serves is to give. And I'm here to tell you this. If you're watching this, maybe you think you're not good enough to have communion. Because you've heard some fake news saying that you were not good enough. That you're not a good enough Christian. You're not a good enough person. That is fake news. Because this is what, this is, this is what, what, what 1 Corinthians says. Verse 24. Uh, on the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks for God. Then he broke it into, into pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. I'm here to tell you that it is what Christ did for you on the cross. That's why you're good enough. Regardless of what you've done. And as Grant said, nothing can separate you from the love of God. He loves you. Nothing can separate you. And, and this is why we do communion. Because if you feel you're not good enough, you need to come and take communion. Say, Lord, forgive me for my sins. Thank you for your body that was broken for me. For the forgiveness of my sins. Thank you, Lord, for your blood that you poured on the cross so that my sins are forgiven. I come and I, and I bring it under your authority. In Jesus' name. You know, if you're listening to this message and you want to make your life of Christ, come on, I encourage you right here, right now, make a decision to follow Him. We've got this button on our screen. It says, raise your hands for Jesus. I encourage you to click this button. And what this means is an act of something active that you're doing, that God is doing in the spiritual, that you've been forgiven now. Come on, click that button. And let us take communion together. And do not let it pass you by. Because He loves you. He loves you. Fake news is you're not good enough. The truth is you're good enough because what Jesus did for you. So raise your hands right now wherever you are. Click that button. And if you can, let's take the bread. Because you are worthy because of what Jesus did for you. Lord, I'm, I'm coming before you. Lord, I am not perfect. I have, I've done some things in my life, but Lord, I bring it under the cross. Forgive me for my sins. And Lord, I receive your body in Jesus' name. So let us eat together. Thank you, Lord, for your body, which was broken for me. I receive your healing. In the same way, he took the cup and he said, this is, this represents my blood, which was poured out for you. A new covenant that could never be broken. Let's drink together. Thank you, Jesus. Lord Jesus, we love you. Thank you that we are good enough because of what you did for us on the cross. That we can come before you anytime. Lord, we come against fake news. And we step into the truth, for you have not given us a spirit of fear, but a love, power, and a sound mind. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Amen and amen. That was our first Wednesday. 
here for Table Talk. Big thank you to Monty Volivaka um, and Connie Volivaka there in um, South Auckland doing amazing work. Amazing message by Grant Boyle. Fantastic. Love it. Fake news. I, I might have to take that title and use it for message later on. Hey, also let you know that next week on Table Talk, we've got Mike Cook. He's one of our elders here in church. He's going to be bringing an amazing message. So tune in next week, same time. And also we've got, we're going to have another guest on our, on our program. We're going to be uh, really hearing their testimony and what God has been doing in their life. This Sunday, which is Mother's Day. Come on, we've got a special Mother's Day uh, message. We've got Pastor Puro preaching. I'm excited. That's my wife. She's going to do an amazing job. I've heard a little snippet. I can't wait. I'm pretty excited. I feel like giving my heart to Jesus when I heard a message myself. So don't miss out. Share our link. Let people know we've got a special Mother's Day service this Sunday, 10 a.m., the same link. Praise God. Well, anyway, we'll come to the end of our night. Thank you to all of you out there. Remember, you're good enough. Don't listen to the fake news. Jesus is the lover of my soul. God bless everybody. Have a fantastic rest of the night.